Hello, Northwest. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hope that you are going to have a great weekend. Hope that you have a great day. We appreciate you. We love you. We know that God loves you. And again, um, just grateful for who you are. We also want to say thank you to our uh, women's ministry for all they did to show all the ladies at Northwest how special you are and how much um, God cares for you and how much we appreciate you. So thank you to all the women of Northwest, the moms and all women. And we also want to thank you to our women's ministry for the way that you showed love uh, to each one of you this weekend. Hopefully you are blessed by the gift that you received from our uh, Northwest Women's Ministry team. So God bless you for joining us again this weekend. Um, I, I continue want to ask that if you will, please pray for our elders and our staff. You know, we're just continually asking the Lord to lead and guide us during this time. Um, when can we get back together and, and looking at all the decisions that need to be made and when and where and all the restrictions. And we just need your prayers. We just ask that you would um, pray and pray for God's wisdom for us as leaders so that we can make the best decision possible and um, we can uh, be good stewards of what we're being told from the leaders of our state and uh, also uh, being able to be together as a, as a family. So please pray for us. Please pray for our elders and our staff as we look at different ways and, and uh, dream and plan and prepare uh, about ways that we might be able to get together hopefully sooner than later. So uh, please pray for us. Grab your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17 is where we will be. Uh, part of my quiet time is thanking the Lord that there's only five chapters in the book of James. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of joking about that, kind of, but not really. Um, James is an incredibly confrontational book, and we're almost to the end of it. Today we'll finish chapter four, and then we have one more chapter to go. And James is, is in our face. He gets in our faces, and he just wants us to know, if you say you believe in God, and you say that you're a follower of, of God, then I need to let you know, are you living that out? Are you actively living out your faith? And so he is very concerned that we not be hypocrites. And today continues, um, our verses continue with that theme and what uh, James is trying to communicate through the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, verses 13 through uh, 17 again is where we will be. I, I want us to realize one of the greatest dangers that we um, can experience as a follower of the God of the universe. One of the greatest dangers that you and I um, can embark on is when we plan things and we push that agenda through and that plan and us pushing causes those plans to succeed, that actually is incredibly dangerous to your walk with the Lord and my walk with the Lord. It's, it's incredibly dangerous for us to come up with the idea for us to just not submit it to the Lord, not to ask the Lord's guidance, not to ask for the Lord's wisdom, but for us to lead the way and push the charge and push it through and for it to succeed. Because what that does is it puffs us up and causes us to be arrogant and proud rather than lowly and gentle and humble and in an attitude of submission. And Lord, I, I, I don't want that for you and I don't want that for me. James doesn't want that for you, but listen to me. The God of the universe does not want that for you. He is the best thing for you and he is the best thing for me. And a proud heart gets in the way of that. 
And so let's make sure as we take a look at this text that we are ready to give our plans over to the Lord. Listen, our lives have been massively disrupted. Massively disrupted. If there is ever a declaration that, hey, you are not in control, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. So our text today, I think, is very applicable to what's going on in our world. So let me go ahead and read you this quote I, I found about humility. I think it's really um, encouraging, and I think it really sets the stage for our message uh, today. Here's what it says. Humility is not thinking lowly of yourself, but accurately of yourself. With a view of your nature, where you understand you are not equipped to perform the tasks God has asked you to perform. The point of the Ten Commandments, and the point in many ways of the book of James, is to reveal to us where we cannot, so that we might fling ourselves on the one who can, and find his grace sufficient for us in the struggle. I hope that that would be an encouragement to you as we jump into uh, the text that we have for today. James is simply addressing some folks that are making plans and not considering the sovereign God of the world who orchestrates everything, who's in control of everything. Let's go ahead and read 14, uh, uh, 13 through 17 of chapter 4. Here's what it says in verse 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade, and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you, a, for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. What I want to do is I want to break each verse apart and then make some points here at the end. Let's, let's jump into verse 13 first. First it says this, Come now, you who say. The way that is written, it's written as if they're doing something that's wrong. Other versions of the, of the text would say, um, it would start off with, Hey, listen. I mean, hey, listen here. Listen up. I've got something important to say because what you're doing is not right. That's really the connotation of the way that is written in the original language here. It's, it's addressing something that is wrong. And what's wrong is that they're making these plans, talking about where they're going to go and what they're going to do, and they're not bringing those plans and submitting those plans to the God of creation. And, and James is addressing that. It's kind of like the, the, the father to the child or the mom to the child when she sees things that are not going right. And say, now listen to me. Listen to me. And then you know, oh, I need to stop, I need to pause, and I need to listen to what they're saying. Happened to me when I was growing up. I remember very specifically, my dad, his name is Buford Shelton Rice Jr. My brother and I are 12 months apart. We were playing with, I think, Legos or Light Bright or something with a lot of pieces. Dad came up to the, to the room. Boys, get your pajamas on. Clean this mess up. It's time for bed. Will and I looked at each other, no idea why we did this, looked at each other, looked back at my dad, and we just said, no, with a little bit of swag and a lot of attitude. My dad looked over his glasses, and let me tell you something right now. When B. Shelton Rice Jr. looks over his glasses, points with his finger, and says, listen up, boys, he means business. Well, James, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he means business. 
Okay? Now listen, let me just make sure you understand that when my dad said it the second time and the third time, let me just tell you something. It did not go well with my soul or my backside. Okay? No time out for that situation. No time out at all. Um, <laughs> so, so here's what James is trying to address right now. James is trying to address that what they are doing is they're planning and God is not involved in those plans. He's not submitting those plans to God. And he is seeing that as a great danger to them. He's a, it's a great danger. Then he jumps into verse 14. Let's look at 14. It's a rhetorical question. Let's look at that part. It says, um, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Now, now, perhaps you would think of fog, where fog comes in in the morning, the sun comes out, and it burns it away. It's really not like that. It's actually quicker than that. I think the way that I would explain it, or the way that I've studied it, is what would really draw a picture for you is like vaping, not the actual, not vaping, but seeing someone vape, okay? Or an e-cigarette, where the smoke comes off and it's just gone automatically, because what he's trying to say right now is, hey, listen, I need you to understand something. You are making all these plans, making all these plans, making all these plans. You're not submitting your plans to the Lord of the universe who is in charge of everything, who's in control of everything. You're not giving those plans to him. I need you to recognize and I need you to understand that you are like a mist. And in, in regards to eternity, you are here for a very short amount of time. For a very short amount of time. And so that's that's what he's saying in verse 14. Let's look at 15. Verse 15, he says, instead of living the way you just lived, which is taking your plans and just basically you're in charge of them all, what he says to do is you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. He's saying, I need you to submit your plans to the Lord. That you come to the sovereign God of the world, of the creation, and say, God, this is what we're thinking. I give this to you. I submit this to you. And I'm just asking you to help me to be comfortable and confident in what your plan is for my life. Randy Kilby is a man who came to preach at the seminary that I went to in 1997. I'll never forget as long as I live. I love to hear this man speak. He came in on Thursday to preach in chapel at 10 o'clock in the morning. He got up to preach and he said this, and I was almost word for word, I remember it. He said, would you please, right where you are, pray for me as if this is the last time I will ever preach and that I will preach with the, the, the boldness of the last time I will ever speak the name of Jesus. Would you pray that, that God would do that in my life right now, that I would preach with that kind of urgency? And I'm going to tell you something. Monday night, I got a phone call. And it said, Randy Kilby, at 42 years old, dropped dead of a heart attack in a hotel room. Many of you have experienced something like that. And, and I'm just sitting here and I'm, I mean, my plans for today are to finish this message, pack up everything, load it up and send it to our team so we can get it ready for you this weekend. And I have to sit there and say, God, here's my plan, but, but whatever your will is for my life, I give it to you. I give it to you. It's yours. That's the way that James is wanting us to live. Is to live with the mindset, with a, with a God mindset. Because he's sovereign and he's in control. So that's the way James wants us to live. He, but he says we're not living that way. And in verse 16, here's a result of the way we're living. Verse 16 says this, that um, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. And all such boasting is evil. Like I said in the beginning... 
like I said in the beginning, one of the greatest dangers to your walk with the Lord and my walk with the Lord is when we make plans, we force those plans through and they succeed. Because what that is teaching us and telling us is that, hey, I'm in control. And it puffs us up. It's not humble. It's not submitting to the Lord. It's not drawing near to the Lord. And remember, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And what happens when we do those things, it creates a habit of um, self-dependence rather than God-dependence in our life. And that's dangerous. Then he concludes everything down here in verse 17. He says this, verse 17, So, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Really, that's sort of a summary of the whole chapter in the book of, of whole chapter 4 in, uh, in the book of James. It's really just sort of summarize everything with that one statement. You, you see, here it is for you and I. There's the sin of commission and the sin of omission. The sin of commission is things that, um, or sins of doing something that's wrong. Like lying. We all know that lying is wrong. So, we say sin of commission. That's, that's doing something that is wrong. Well, there's the sin of omission, which is the sin of not doing something. Like telling some, someone uh, the truth about who God is when we are led to do that. Um, praying regularly. We know that that's the right thing to do, but we don't do it. And what James is trying to do right now is he's trying to sit there and say, hey, there are some things that you should not do, and there are some things that you should do. And both of them are sin. Both of them are sin. Well, well, what, what lessons do we have for us today? I've got three things that I wrote down that I just want to encourage us today in, 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 our, in our message. First and foremost, here's the number one thing that I want us to learn uh, about today. Number one, hold on to your plans loosely. Hold on to your plans loosely. I don't know of any bigger application point than right now in COVID-19. How many trips have you missed out on? The proms, the graduations. I, I know, it's hard. And it's frustrating. The beach trip that's coming up, can I go or not go? The trip overseas to Europe that you were supposed to go on, perhaps. The cruise, just to go see your family in another state. All of those things right now are, are, are difficult. But what we learn in this season, what we learn in this season, is that we do have plans. And it's okay to make those plans. But what's really important is that we submit ourselves, we draw near to God, and we humble ourselves, and we take our plans, and we give them to God, and we don't hold on to them too tightly. If anything that we can learn right now, then I think that's one thing that we need to learn, is that we do not hold on to our plans um, too tightly or hold on to our plans loosely. The second thing that I want to encourage is that the text is very clear that we don't know what today is and we don't know what tomorrow is. We have no earthly idea what today or tomorrow is. And so I want to encourage you, Northwest, I want to encourage you to be present in the moment. Be present in the moment. Here's the opportunity that we have right now. I, I I think what the Lord is trying to teach us right now is, hey, listen, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to the beach or I don't know if I'm going to be able to go here. But what I do know is that today I am here. Right now I am here. 
And while I'm here, I'm gonna be here emotionally, I'm gonna be here physically, I'm gonna be here spiritually, and I'm not gonna miss opportunities for the kingdom, for, for me to tell others about you, for me to live as a disciple who makes disciple, that I'm gonna take advantage of the moment that you've given me and I'm gonna live in this moment. I'm gonna embrace this moment. And I'm going to ask you to direct me to people that I might be able to encourage, to challenge, to share with right here, right now. So I want to, I want to encourage you. Number one is hold on to your plans loosely. And I want, you, I want to encourage you to be present in the moment. Be present in the moment. And, and then, then the, the last thing I have for you right now is I want you to remember that God is in control and he is good. Listen, verse 17 says, hey, there's the sin of commission and sin of omission. So there's some things you shouldn't do, you shouldn't lie. Oh, there's some things that you should be doing, praying regularly. And then right now, you could possibly feel very beat up right now. And I want you to know that God is in control. And you can trust him with our plans each and every day because he's good and he's in control. How do I know that? Plain and simple, the cross. The cross is a demonstration, a bold demonstration that he is good, he can be trusted, and that he is in control. And we submit those things to him. God knew exactly, I've said this to you, I've said this to, to you so many times, God knew exactly what he was getting when he got us. He knew that we would stumble and we would bumble. He knew that we would fall down. He knew that we would have pain. He knew that we would blow it. And he looks at us and he says, ah, you blew it. You know what? I paid for that on the cross. So stand up and start running again. Oh, you, 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 you said some things. You're confused. You're not sure. You're pausing. Hey, guess what? I died for that too. I paid for that. I need you to stand up and I need you to keep running and keep pressing in to who he is. I think sometimes we can sit there and we can realize, God, I, I, I'm confused. I blew it. I'm not important. I don't have confidence. The king of the universe is not looking at, looking at us going, uh, can, can I return him? He's not living up to what I died for. That's not what he's doing. What he's doing is he's sitting here with his arms wide open for us to come to him, submit ourselves to him, submit our plans to him so that he might lead us and guide us in all ways possible. I have a quote for you as we get ready to conclude our time together. Here's what it says. In a very real way, our Savior saves us and sustains us and encourages us and pushes us on through the finish line of glory. So here's my, my challenge and my encouragement for you, Northwest. Let us make plans, but hold them loosely. Okay, hold on to them, hold on to them loosely, just like we said. Um, let, us, let us continue to, to blaze a trail for King Jesus. Let us be present in the moment. And let us never forget that God is in control and that he is good. I love you guys. Can't wait that we can see each other soon, wherever that's going to be. But until then, let us live in the moment of today for his glory and our good because he deserves it. The cross is demonstration that he deserves it. Have a great day. Happy Mother's Day. Love you guys.